Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I cannot wait for you to, li- to help you live a more joyful life. Now, before we dive into today's episode of Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care, don't forget that if you need additional support, we always have our courses down below. We have our Art of Self-Love Masterclass. We also have our More Than Enough uh, Self-Worth Class, and we also have the Create Your Dream Life Class as well. And then you can get all of those courses in one bundle, our self-life, our self-love and lifestyle design course as well. Also be sure to pick up our journal, the self-love journal right here, you guys. Go ahead and pick that up. It's a great companion, but of course, if you get the courses, you automatically get a free copy as well. And you can book some one-on-one coaching with me if you need some extra support. Join our newsletter. It is completely free. So now that we have all of those resources for you out of the way, I would love to introduce my beautiful guest today, Salome Salehi, and she is a change maker in the beauty industry. She founded Sugar Sugar Wax, a sustainable and holistic hair removal and body care company in 2020. She's determined to raise health and and sustainability standards in the beauty and personal care industry. Salome has quickly become recognized for her innovation and sustainable business practices. So welcome, Salome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Candy. I um, really love the content that you create and with such an ethos of empowerment and celebrating womanhood. So um, it's an honor to be on the show. Absolutely. Do you want to share with us a little bit more about you and your, your start and how you got here? Yeah. I mean, you know, normally when I'm asked this question, I always kind of go, to, you know, my career, my career and the beginning of my professional life. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, for the purposes of your audience, I think it makes sense to kind of take it back like a couple of steps further. Yeah, I would like to start my story when um, I was 11 years old, and I was in swim class. And being a Middle Eastern heritage and hella hairy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't really like think about, you know, self-care or grooming in the same terms. Cause when you're a kid, you're just a kid. Mm-hmm. Until other people started noticing the hair and, you know, pointing it out um, on my legs and during swim class, it started kind of there. And, you know, like you kind of, I think we all go through life um, recognizing that like, some of the things that about us might be different from others. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just thought that that's my thing. And I really didn't like the hair. And I want to point that out because I think that like, we're now in a time where you can love the hair and embrace it. And we're a lot more as a society, even with Instagram culture, we're a little bit more accepting of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. But like, 
you know, at the time I didn't love it. And um, everything mm -hmm. I tried was really like kind of sucked. Like I hated yeah. shaving. I cut myself and bleed all over the bathtub, like all the time. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> around the ankles, around the knees. Yeah. And then waxing was like a production and expensive mm -hmm. or messy at the very least. If nothing, it was messy. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, and then I'd like drop one little drop of wax on the bathroom floor and I'd be <laughs> scrubbing it with mineral oil for like 15 minutes. It was just not great. And not to mention, you know, burns and then like, you know, not being able to go out in the sun and like all kinds of stuff that came with it. And uh, kind of, I kind of, kind of, I guess like battled that my whole life. I tried threading. I've tried laser. I've tried it all. I've tried the creams. I've tried that sandpaper stuff. I've tried it all. Yeah. And then um, one day I was in Australia, we were traveling. And at this point, oh. like, you know, I have like a full fledged career. I'm a business executive. And then um, I need to do some grooming. So mm -hmm. I go in and I have my first sugar wax experience. And sometimes these little things become like a life-changing experience because you're yeah. like, oh my God, that didn't hurt. I'm not, my skin's not having a reaction to it. It didn't burn. It's mm -hmm. like, what? Like, what, where has this been my whole life? And that kind of like started my journey into wanting to understand sugar wax a little bit more. Yeah, and then really developing a formula that anyone can use, and that was um, two years in the making. And then um, to get to the fun part of my story, no, uh, this is fun. I, I I I always take notes when I'm inter when I'm having a conversation with someone because like certain things come up for me, so I take the notes down. So I'm gonna get to it, but no, this is I really fun. We're gonna tie and it. Feel free to stop me anytime. Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my flow. We're, we're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, or actually, oh I will. I, I will. But I was gonna let you keep going because I like the whole story to come back. But I'll take out some of the, the pieces of your story that really stuck out to me, particularly when it comes to self love and self care. So when you were talking about, you know, being 11, and then seeing that, oh, wait a minute, my body looks different than other people's body, and that didn't feel good. I think that really goes to our, our core sense of wanting to belong and not to feel like you're different and not to feel like you're othered. I know I had a very similar situation. Um, when I was growing up, I, I forgot what I was wearing. And I did like this. And you know, one of the really cute guys was like, Oh, candy has a happy trail. And I was like, Oh, my God, what's a happy trail? You know, it's like, puberty hitting and like all of that stuff. And I was like completely freaking out. Um, but it's that sense of just, you want to belong. You don't want to feel different. You don't want to feel like you're an outcast. You don't want to feel like you don't have a safe space. You don't want to be picked on. You don't want to feel like you don't. It's just that, that core sense that we all just want to feel like we belong. And I think, you know, what we look like in our society really sometimes can can either hinder or help that that feeling of belonging. Like if you look different, if your hair is different, if your body is different, all of that stuff. So I think that really got into a sense of knowing that you want it to belong. And then I also gleaned from that. It's like, 
what do we do to ourselves? What do we sacrifice and what do we endure in order to belong? You know, when you're talking about I was bleeding and I was waxing and I was threading and I was doing all of this stuff, which is so true. You know, there's a lot of people who will like chemically straighten their hair and it's like falling out and it smells crazy and they're burning their scalp because they want to belong. They want to look a certain way or think about people's body types. You know, they will do extreme diets, not eat, under eat, get surgery, do all this stuff. At the core, what's really driving it is I just want to know that I belong, that that I'm that I'm like everybody else, that I'm not different, that I'm not othered. And also, like you said, which I really loved, now we are having a more society that is more around like body positivity and inclusivity. And it's not even so much that I think it's now hair or different body types are accepted i think it's more of it's more represented so now it's like oh wait a minute i see somebody that i can belong to you know we belong together like we're some hairy sisters you know we're some curvaceous girls you know we're some freckled or whatever it is oh like i see myself in you now i know now i have a tribe now i have people that i know i belong to and i think that's so um powerful. And then you said, even in adulthood, you know, you're like this fabulous boss, babe, entrepreneur. And it's just like everything, those childhood experiences, those childhood wounds, those childhood traumas, those little moments. I don't care how successful, how beautiful, how whatever you are, we get triggered by those moments. We all do. If you're a human being, it's the truth. (laughs) You know, Jeff Bezos has a billion dollars and I bet you he still gets triggered by stuff that happened to him when he was 10. You know, I've seen clips of it, actually. Actually, <laughs> Elon Musk. I mean, hello. So yeah. money doesn't buy you healing. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, true. Yeah. And you know what? I love the way you put it. A couple of yeah. things that you said really struck a chord with me. First of all, that that um, feeling of needing to belong is a core feeling. It's mm-hmm. literally from our like survival limbic brain that needing to belong and fit in. And then the other thing I didn't really think about until you framed it the way you did was Um, you're right. It is about representation because Mm -hmm. I think there's the life that you live and then what you see or think is out there in the world that you want to belong to. Mm -hmm. And when you see yourself represented, like one moment for me was when, um, you know, uh, you know, Huda, Huda beauty, Huda Katan. Yes. When, so this was right before I actually launched Sugar Sugar was um, she published an article on her blog about shaving her face. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for like just coming out and saying that. And um, like, I know on Instagram, we could get really wrapped up in what we see and think everyone is a dolphin, but that's not reality. No. uh, Everyone's got hair. Yeah. (laughs) But like just seeing that representation out there in the media and it is so empowering and it's so important. Mm -hmm. And I think I get it now. Like my Mm -hmm. husband and I were watching a show and um, it was kind of like a remake of something. I'm not going to mention it, but um, all of a sudden the cast from the original was like totally different in that like there were all different colors of people, <laughs> which is cool. But yeah. then the corresponding children didn't match the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, and he's like, ah, oh, like that's so annoying, right? Like, why can't they just have like some consistency in the story? Mm-hmm. And I was like, but you know, what's really cool about it. Sure. It doesn't make sense logically, yeah. but like what's cool about it is that a little girl who is this color or that color can watch the show and be like, oh, like the queen is the same color as me or like, mm-hmm. you know, looks the same as me. So I feel represented. Yep. And, and, and it is empowering. 100%. It's so empowering because it also shows you not only that you belong, but it also shows you like what can be for you. It gives you something to aspire to, to envision toward. You know, if you never see you know, the cover of a magazine of a model that looks like you, if you never see a lawyer that looks like you or a doctor that looks like you or, you know, whatever it is, then you don't know that you can be that too, that that is also accessible to you. And that's another big reason why representation is is so important because if you only see people looking like you represented a certain way, they're always a thug or, I don't know, a convenience store owner or a taxi driver or a drug dealer or a baby mama or whatever those stereotypes are, then how do the little ones know that they can be something different? Yes. You know, so it's really important. And then I also love that you said that um, your sugar, sugar, wax solution formula is something that anyone can use. Because I also know for me, like I have uh, more melanin in my skin. So when I would go for like a wax or something, I would always be like, is this going to scar me? Is this not going to be for my skin? Is my coarse hair not going to work for everything? So do you want to talk a little bit about that, about your formula that is being something that everyone can use? Oh my gosh, this is like my favorite thing to talk about these days because, um, (laughs) you know, um, it's so like, I kind of left this big career to start this company because I really believe that there was power in giving people a tool Mm -hmm. that doesn't come with a whole bunch of production, right? Mm. You can just remove hair anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is really for everybody. And what, what I mean by that is, Sugaring is one of those things that estheticians get an additional 40 hours of training in, in order to be able to use the sugar wax. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, okay, I love that it can be applied by hand and you don't need strips and spatulas, but like, I need something that any, like I want it to be even easier. Mm -hmm. So when we were working, we were like, we need a product that when you hold it, You don't have to do this to keep it in a ball. Like you Mm -hmm. could just hold it, you know, something that I'm really proud of is like, like a 10 year old. And we've even had nine year olds, like their moms write us and say like, my nine year old knows how to use this. And it doesn't. (laughs) So that's really cool. But um, yeah, so what kind of makes the product different and what, what we wanted to do was make something because I have really sensitive skin. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I struggled with all the conventional methods of hair removal. Like I've had eczema growing up. I have, I still have like skin barrier issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So like for me, nothing was really ideal. And then when we made the sugar wax, we wanted to make it in a way that it actually doesn't bind to live skin cells. 
it okay. only binds to dead skin and hair. So you can use it on really sensitive skin. Yeah. You can use it if you have like psoriasis or eczema or, you know, PCOS. You can use it on coarse hair and fine hair. You don't need to wait for the hair to grow out like you do with waxing. Mm -hmm. Like you see like a little bit that you can get some leverage on, you can totally sugar it. And like, you can't mess up and you can't hurt yourself because it doesn't stick to the live skin. Like worst thing that's going to happen is like, you're going to apply it wrong and you're not going to get the hair, but like you'll apply it once you do the triple pull technique and get the hair. Even if you go over the same area, even if it's your bikini, Ooh, over, like, so 10 times, like you're not going to stress that skin. Yeah. And I think that's important. Like, and a lot of people with um, hair do have more melanin in our skin. You know, we have really? like olive and, you know, all the shades after that. Um, yeah. Hair is more visible and maybe even more abundant in some of us. <laughs> so, you know, like what I, what I'm really proud of is you could use it on really fine fuzz and you can use it on the coarsest hair. We actually won AskMen.com's Best Body Hair Remover. Oh, congratulations! So we know it works on really coarse hair on men. So, um, yeah. So it's about, like, you know, inclusivity, but mm -hmm. also, like, not imposing that um, idea that you have to be smooth. Whether you're a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter. But, like, we're not setting the beauty standards for anyone. And I think that's what beauty brands need to start striving towards as well. Mm -hmm. Where it's a power, it's a tool of empowerment. So you can define yeah. beauty by your own rules. Like, you want to rock the pit hair? Do it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Do it, you know? I love this time that we're in that it's, like, it's all coming together, you know? Everyone has a place in this world. I love that. Yeah. When I was writing down, because it was my little notes. Um, <laughs> I love that, that you're you're not trying to define the beauty standard, which I think a lot of beauty, skincare, personal brands do. They're like, this is our ideal person. This is our ideal model. And everybody needs to fall in line and look like this. You're like, no, we're not defining the beauty standard. We're not saying you have to look like anything. We're just saying, hey, if you have a problem, which is unwanted hair in any area or any amount, then we have a solution. And this is our tool for you. So we're just providing a solution to your problem that is accessible to anyone and all people. And it's just easy and to use. And I think that is so fabulous because then it speaks to the person who does want to be smooth like a dolphin, or maybe it's the person who just wants a little bit of hair here, but not so much hair here. Or, you know, that 11-year-old girl who is feeling not included in, you know, swim class. Or me when I was just like, oh, you have a happy chill. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know what that is at this age, but I want it gone. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, that even they can have something. So it's not, a, not something, it's not, you're not offering something that says in order to be beautiful, in order to belong, in order to be lovable, you have to be this way. It's you're beautiful, you belong, and you're lovable. And here's something to like enjoy while you define yeah. and express your beauty and lovability. Totally. Yeah. And you know, hair removal is like always like such a chore and it's always such a pain. And like 
I really wanted it to be like, how can we make it more like fun or if not fun, at least like make it feel like self-care, right? 100%. So like one of the things with the application of the sugar is like you have, you kind of, it's like slow hair removal, like in that you have to apply it by hand and you're kind of like going over it slowly and you do it a few times and you know, honestly like it's kind of like a meditative practice Mm. and you're just like focusing on like one body part and when you remove the sugar it's like smooth and silky and you're just kind of unveiling your like glowy skin and I cannot wait to try this. <laughs> like, I'm like so excited. I'm like, I already know what I'm going to do. I was like, I'm going to light some candles. Yeah. My favorite drink going. <laughs> That's how to do it. Vibe. It's going to be a vibe. It need, but why not? You know, like, why not? I mean, it's a, it is a self-care practice because you're kind of doing something that's for you. Mm-hmm. And the way you do it, like it doesn't, it's not painful. It's not messy. It's not a production. You don't need strips, spatulas, warmers. You don't need anything. Like I'll tell you one time um, I was yeah. going to Lake Tahoe and I have two small children. Aww. So um, they're like five and seven. They're so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> Goobers. <laughs> yeah. So we're like going and obviously having small children, you're like hella busy and you're mm-hmm. I'm like, have time to go and get waxed or even to wax myself or like yeah. I didn't even have time to sugar at home that's how busy it was yeah so I'm like I'm just gonna take my jar with me and then we get there and I like take it out of the car it's kind of cold so I just pop it in the warm sand leave it for like five minutes the formula is so heat sensitive that like you can warm it up just holding it on your leg for like five wow. minutes yeah yeah you just want it to be soft enough that you can scoop it out. Mm-hmm. So I pop it in the sand and then I take it out and I'm like sugaring my legs on the beach. Cause like <laughs> I didn't have to do it before. And people are like looking at me like, what is she doing? Like, I can't figure out what this thing that she's rolling on and taking off is. It was hilarious. I and love I it. Loved it. Cause like once I was done, like our formula is just mostly really sugar. Yeah. Um, and you dispose of it in the compost. So You're I think you just toss it. Yeah. Toss it. <laughs> I'm not making I'm not throwing garbage out here, people. Exactly. Little lump of sugar. That's like the years. epitome of like sustainable. Just toss it. You're fine. It's going yeah. back to Mother yeah. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> And then just like go wash your hands in Lake Tahoe's water and just to get the stickiness off. And you're not leaving a trace behind, but like, like how easy is that? Like, can you do that with shaving at the beach? Can you go to the beach no. and be like, you literally be crazy. They'd be like, there's a woman with a razor. We have to take her down. Like, this isn't okay. It's crazy. But like <laughs> with what I was doing, people were like confused because they're like, is she applying sunblock? <laughs> what is she doing like because you're applying it you're pulling it on and they're like yeah anyway so I loved doing that I thought it was hilarious and also super convenient yeah no that's amazing now is it good for also facial hair 
Because yeah. we did talk about um, Huda Beauty, who had spoken about shaving her face. And I know my mom, every time I see her, I'm like, you have a, is it called like a four o'clock shadow? I'm like, you need to take care of the stash, mom. <laughs> I like, always like shade her about it. I'm like, what's going on over here, little lady? <laughs> I know I oh, love to do it for her. I like put it on her like mom we gotta get this situation going we gotta get this sorted yeah, it's funny so I because I think the older us. we get yeah like the less we see the little like fuzzies I do the same with my mom I'm like yeah mom you haven't sugared she's like oh can you just do it for me like, you know I think she can see it she's just like of a particular age and she's just like I don't care anymore yeah, I hear that. I I'm hear like, that. Mom, I care. We gotta, we gotta handle this bitch. <laughs> yeah, we gotta handle this itch. We're gonna do yeah. some photos together. Selfie exactly. can't have that. I don't want to show your grandchildren that. <laughs> In ten exactly. years from now, Grandma had a goatee. <laughs> oh, but um, cool. yes, to answer your question, mm -hmm. it, uh, that's actually how I experienced sugar sugaring for the first time ever so okay. I mentioned I was in Australia and I was going to get groomed mm -hmm. so I used to thread my whole face like brows oh, wow. upper lip and like all of here okay so I went to for a threading appointment and I mean I wouldn't say I'm super super hairy on the face like right. there's some fuzz and then there's because by my hair is dark, it shows up. You mm -hmm. see it, right? Yeah. So I went for a threading appointment and um, I'd been doing threading for years. And I tell the lady, I'm like, okay, just so you know, like I have really sensitive skin. When you start threading my face, you're going to see me break out in hives. And she's like, oh, uh, that's, that's not good. No. And I, I, this would like, I would only go like threading on a day where I don't have to do anything for 24 hours. Cause I would be like, like swollen uh -uh. and covered in hives, like a beehive stung my entire face. Like, uh, so I told her this and she's like, have you tried sugaring? I'm like, girl, I've tried everything. <laughs> she's like, Well, sugaring is really good for sensitive skin. I'm like, what the hell is sugaring? What do you yeah. mean? So anyway, so she's like, I'll do a little patch test. It's not like waxing. Cause I've also tried waxing my face and it well, was not so good. like irritant. Well, it also wax takes off a whole layer of live skin. That's why you get that stripe look. If you oh, do, no. you know, have you ever done your eyebrows? And then like, there's like a perfect line here. And then it's a different color skin from here up where it wasn't wax. It's because it's actually taking off living skin cells. Yikes. Um, yeah, no more waxing. No. So I was like, don't put wax on my face. And she's like, okay, no, like, let's do a test patch. And she did it and I felt nothing. So when she sugared my face, like, it wasn't just to remove the fuzz. She even went over my nose. Oh, wow. And removed blackheads. And like, she's like, yeah, because this area, this bridge of the nose gets hit by the sun a lot. Yeah. So it just builds up. There's a lot of dead skin buildup. So she sugared like literally my whole face, even my nose where there is no hair. Mm -hmm. And when I came out of the appointment, my husband and kids were like hanging out. And he's like, my husband's like, what'd you do? <laughs> Why are you going to threading? And I'm like, no, no, no. I did this other thing. He's like, did you get a facial? 
I'm like, no, because he's like used to see me come out of that appointment, like and looking like, yeah, like, I'm about, I, you know, like, yeah, I've been stung, but um, he couldn't understand, and this is what he oh, said wow. to me. He's like, I have never seen you glow like this. Oh, and it was just like no redness, no irritation. All the dead skin was gone, and it literally had like, like even now when I do it. It takes like three to five years off my face every time I do it, just because like all the wow. dead comes off. And then, um, and then like when you use products, like first of all, when you remove all the dead skin, all the mm -hmm. do a proper exfoliation, yeah, um, you don't see like wrinkles and fine lines. They kind of disappear a little bit because they show more in the texture of dry skin, right. And then when you use product, it actually gets absorbed into your skin because you don't have this barrier. So anyway, he was like, I've never seen you glow like this. I'm like, I can't believe I'm not like red and itchy all over my face. Yeah. But that was kind of like the first time. And now it's crazy because like, you know, fast forward five years later, I've written a course for estheticians Love on it. sugaring facial Cause like, you know, a lot of people who, um, a lot of women who have sensitive skin, but they can't do like dermal abrasion mm -hmm. sugaring is a great alternative because it's like deep exfoliation without the abrasiveness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've written this course. I mean, I still do my own sugaring facial all the time. Love it. Customers who are like, they're like, I'm scared to take the hair off my face because I don't want it to grow back thicker, which it doesn't with. Sugar. Oh, I see what they're saying. It's right. Straight. But, um, but they're like, I love the exfoliation so much that I'll like put it on and then peel it off so slowly. So it doesn't take the hair, <laughs> but it takes the dead skin. Yeah. Ah. That's so funny. So, so yeah, it's like, it's a whole thing. It's a whole yeah. thing. But it's been fun. You know, I've learned that. so much. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you know, when you get these comments and people are like, oh, my God, like, I'll never go back to waxing or I'll never go back to shaving. And you feel like you're making a difference. Like, mm -hmm. it's hard to do anything else. Oh, 100%. Because I think that it's helping them with their confidence. You know, it's not that you have to you know, remove your hair to be confident. But hey, if it's something that's going to give you that self-esteem boost, if it's going to give you that confidence, if it's you doing something to take care of yourself and to honor your body, then why not? That's definitely a confidence boost. Like, I know for me, like, even if I'm like, even if no one's going to see it, if I know I'm all like, you know, groomed and primmed and everything, I just feel better. There's a bounce in my step. There's a, there's a different, like your husband said, there's a different glow about you when you just feel good, when you're taking care of yourself. And I feel like, you know, sugaring could be one of those experiences, just really making it about connecting to your body, you know, removing something or just doing something for yourself that the end result, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel healthier. You're going to feel smoother. You're going to feel that glow, you know, regardless of the hair or not, it's the intention that, hey, I'm doing something for me. And you're taking care of yourself. And I think um, one really big thing that came out of your story for me was if you're getting a reaction to something, that is a sign to stop doing it. <laughs> 
you know, you're like, I would break out in hives and I'm like, the hives are telling you something. You yeah, know? don't do it. Your body, the hives are saying, eh, infection, irritation, not okay, stop. So I loved that the woman that you went to was like, wait a minute, that's not right. So yeah. and that's another thing that I think uh, came out of your story was make sure the people that you go to is someone that has your best interest in mind, not just like pushing something or just doing whatever you say, but she cared about you enough or just her craft enough to say, hey, listen, yeah. you know, if you're going to get hives from this, let's maybe think about an alternative. So definitely, and I think that's also um, not to get too far deep, but also in the healthcare industry, make sure that your doctors are actually having your best interest in mind. If you go and you say, hey, I'm sick, they're not just like, oh, take two and call me in the morning, but they're like, whoa, 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 you're sick. Let's talk about this. And they believe you and they figure out what's wrong and they take care of you and being your own advocate. You know, you are also your own advocate. You know, even though you were still going and you didn't care about the hives, you said, hey, listen, when this happens, this is the reaction I get. But probably if you hadn't said that, she probably just would have threat it. You probably would have had the reaction and she probably would have been like, ooh, uh, okay, I don't want, I don't touch that. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And that's <laughs> happened too. Yeah. But since you spoke up for yourself, that created the opportunity for her to say, hey, there's a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really thought about it that way, but I think that that's, that is actually a really big part of the story. Maybe my, maybe not, not just my story, but definitely part of my story is I think whenever something kind of great has happened, it's always because I have spoken up mm -hmm. and I didn't even realize it until you just said that because you know, a lot of us kind of go through the motions because we, you know, we don't want to be, especially women, like, yep. we don't want to be the ones that rocks the boat. We don't want to like be disruptive to the process. We don't want to stall the line. Yep. And, um, but when we do speak up for ourselves, like really great things happen. And then mm -hmm. sometimes it like catapults you into a whole new business and yeah. journey and, Sometimes it's just you're getting the care that you need in that moment. So 100%. yeah, yeah, you have to be your own advocate. You have to speak up and you have to, you know, not be afraid of taking up time and taking up space because we all deserve to take up space and take up time. But I agree, you know, as women, we are conditioned and groomed to not be, you don't want to be that girl, you know, she's too loud. She's too this. She's being a bee. She's being high maintenance. She's being da, 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 da. it's like, no, maybe she's just being a human being. And she's just sharing her experience, her concerns, her questions, yeah. you know, maybe that's just it. Maybe she's just existing. <laughs> well, you know, I saw this thing. This is reminding me of a meme I saw like a couple Love of weeks me. ago and I was so <laughs> impressed by it. And, um, and it was like, yeah, is she too much? Yeah. Too much. Awesome. Too much. Beautiful. Too much. Yes. Bold, too much. You know, all these good things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we are too much in a good way. Good you know, way. I, think, yeah. um, I think one of the things that I have definitely learned through my career, especially yeah. like being in an executive role in the business world and then starting my own business, like 
you know, you're kind of in the upper tiers of career, right? At my yeah. age also, um, you know, there that experience is eventually going to take you there. And um, one of the things that I have definitely learned is the advocating for yourself is really, really important, but yeah. also like surrounding yourself with people who can celebrate you mm. and stop shrinking. Like one thing I've learned is like, stop shrinking to make other people feel comfortable. 100%. Comfortable, they can remove themselves. Yep. And I think that that's not something men do. They never oh, shrink. No. Like, when do you see a guy being like, oh, like humble? Oh, I know it's not really a big deal. I've just like, you know, saved the world. Team effort. (laughs) Absolutely not. Like men take credit. Even if it was a team, they're like, this is what I did. And women are like, I would like to thank everyone for all of their contributions. You know, we it's like a pejorative rather than just being like, this is what I did. And then even in just like, you know, there's only one seat at a table for one woman and it's like women against women and who's going to be that woman who's chosen. Where men, it's the complete opposite. They are very, very more tribalistic. That's why it's called the good old boys club. You know, it's like, who do you golf with? Who do you go get a steak with? Who do you, you know, all have around for dinner and drinks? You know, who are you going on vacation with? Those are the people that you're going to be working with, doing the contracts with, having the clients with, having the deals with, because they know that their network is their net worth, you know? So they're more likely to collaborate and have more teams, you know, it's the good old boys club. But women have been pitted against each other, like, well, if we're going to have a C-suite or we're going to have, you know, these executives, and it's 10 seats, well, nine are going to go to men and we'll have that one for a woman. Right. So instead of looking at the other woman as our collaborator, she automatically becomes our competition. And I think the patriarchy does that because as long as we are fighting against each other, we're not climbing up against them. Absolutely. I think definitely the culture of patriarchy is contributing to that. Mm-hmm. And I think like we also have a part to play in it as well. Women, 100%. we buy into it. Like one of the things, um, like, and it starts early. Like one of the things that like, I think I look back on my friendships in my life and I kind of really appreciate is I, even among my girlfriends, we weren't like drama. We weren't catty. If, uh, if there was, if I was ever like in the midst of like catty girls, it would just not be my vibe. And I would- remove myself immediately because ain't nobody got time for that kind of drama you know exactly exactly but you know like when you think about like the boys club men conduct themselves like that from the beginning from friendships from like from the get-go when a girl when a girl and boy get into a relationship together girl is like oh I can't hang out with you friends. I'm going to go because my boyfriend might want to hang out with me. Meanwhile, yeah. And boys are like, yeah, I have my guys night. See ya. They're like, I'll call you when I'm free. Like I'll stay free waiting for your call. Yeah. (laughs) So I think like if we start thinking about like that camaraderie Mm -hmm. um, amongst, 
you know, our gender from the beginning, like from the time that like we're in school, like girls are like in competition for like the attention of boys or whatever, you know, attention of other people. Um, And that kind of continues. So just nipping that in the bud and like instilling in our children that, you know, y'all are equal. And if you want that boys club or that girls club, like in 10 years from now, you better start cultivating those relationships now. 100%. Oh, this has been such a great conversation. Yes. Are there any other insights or tidbits that you want to leave us with? Um, the only other thing I want to say is I really, really, I kind of said this at the beginning. I think that like, we are in such an incredibly important time where, um, we're evolving socially as a species Mm -hmm. and we are going to see some of these changes that we're coming and we're talking about coming down the pipe. We're going to see more of that, like girls club and all of that happening. Um, and it's already starting to happen. And I, I think like talking about the problem doesn't mean that it's like persistent and it's never going to be resolved. Mm-hmm. I have been so blessed since I started this business and meeting some incredible women who have like, you know, just like totally saved me when I didn't even know I needed saving. Yes. And, and I, it's, a, it's a beautiful time to be a woman in business Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just kind of want to put this out there. Like if you're wanting to try something, just do it yeah. and expect that there's going to be a net of women to catch you. And, um, and if you can't find that net, like, feel free to reach out to me. I've, I, I love mentoring people. Like it's always been a part of my career path, Um, and, uh, you know, helping people wherever I can, especially women and girls step into these, like, not just leadership roles, but just like taking charge of your like passions and Mm -hmm. your dreams come true. Like there's no like knight in shining armor, Right. That's give you everything that you need, even if he wanted to. How could he know? Just do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Right. 100%. And, and that does sound like too, like frou-frou or woo-woo or anything. But lately, I've been really looking into like tapping into like the dif- the divine feminine energy and really tapping into that because I'm a lot in my masculine energy a lot, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to switch more into that divine feminine energy and just you talking about, you know, sugaring and like just taking that time to sit down and like rub your skin and just just really taking that time to like connect to yourself in like a central way. And then also I think us talking about, you know, women really coming together in our divine feminine really is about that sisterhood. It's about that femininity. It's about that. Just like you said, you didn't even know you needed saving. And then these women came for you. That's being in that divine feminine, you know, where you're open and ready to receive that support, particularly from other women. And then also tapping into it when it's, 
your own power from within, you know, your own stepping into your own power of, of, of who you are, you know, not just for business, like you said, but also just for like your life. How do you feel about yourself? You know, that intrinsic self-love and worthiness and softness and femininity and just receiving mode. So that just to me, this whole conversation has been a lot of confirmation for all of that stuff. And and to me, you are such an example of such a powerful, beautiful, divine, feminine energy and what that really looks like in the world. So thank you so, so much. And so where can we all find you? Everything will be linked in the show notes and in the description box, but I want you to tell us as well. Absolutely. So um, I'm, I personally am on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so if you want to professionally connect, I'm happy to connect with you there. Um, Sugar Sugar Wax is on our website, which is uh, sugarsugarwax.com. And I'll share with you a code for your audience just to have a little discount and make it a little easier to try something new. Um, We have demo videos on YouTube. So and there's a whole page on our website that's dedicated to how to sugar at home. And then at the bottom, body part by body part. So if you've never, yeah, like we really want to make it as easy as possible. Um, Yeah. And if you want to give us a follow on Instagram or TikTok, we're on those channels as well. But, um, you know, we're always here. We love hearing from, you know, customers, people who are interested, people who are curious and um, just our community at large. I love it. Thank you so much, Salome. This has been amazing. And you've definitely poured into my divine feminine cup. So for that, I thank you so much. And for everybody watching and listening, always be sure to like this video or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to the podcast. Don't forget, if you need additional support on your self-love journey, we have a ton of courses down below. We also have a free self-love guide when you sign up for our newsletter. It's 100% free. So go ahead and get that. It's really helpful. And also don't forget about our self-love journal as well. You can pick one of these up and yeah, and share this with a friend, share this with anybody who might need a little bit of inspiration or motivation just on how to glow up from the inside out. So with that, everybody, thank you so much for joining me. Love it. Bye. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.